You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hard to sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'm so happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Download and subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace C. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. There are five key observations heading into Saturday's game for Carolina versus Boston College that I'm going to talk about. Ticket distribution. Find out when you can return to Keenan Stadium, where exactly you can get your ticket from. If you can get one at all, I'm going to talk about it on today's episode. Finally, Danny Green and Lakers will play tonight for Game 2 of the NBA Finals. We'll talk a little bit about Game 1 and just if there is a prayer or a chance for, you know, the Miami Heat. Is there one? We'll find out. And just how key of a role player Danny Green has been for that Lakers squad. So let's jump right into it. Happy Friday. I hope you have a great, you know, week. I hope it's been awesome. I hope it's been everything you desire and more. I'm sure last night, if you've seen anything going on in the Twitter world, or more importantly in media, it's been crazy. I am choosing to stick to sports because I need my job for one. More importantly, I need blessings for two. And I just, whatever happens, that's just, you know, the Lord's plan. Okay, period. And I could care less at this point because all I need y'all to do, once again, make sure you register to vote. All this hype around getting these young people to vote, I'm going to need you to go out and do your part, period. That's all I need you to do, okay? So, Tar Heel fans, let's get excited for game day. Tomorrow, we get to play, finally, the Carolina Tar Heels take on the Boston College Eagles, who are sitting at 2-0, while Carolina sits at 1-0 after Syracuse win. Boston College and North Carolina meet for the eighth time in series history Saturday with Tar Heels holding a 5-2 series advantage. It marks just the fifth ACC game between the two schools and the first since 2013. All-time Boston College is 0-4 against Carolina in conference play. Now, you know what it means when people don't give people a chance. You know it means they're going to have a great game, right? That's just usually how it goes. ESPN predicts that UNC will have a 74% chance of winning against Boston College, and the spread is plus or minus 14. So I've got five key observations for Saturday's games that I want you to pay attention to. First of all, Carolina has to contain Hunter Long, the tight end for the Eagles. He leads the nation in receptions for a tight end. Okay, so can Carolina secondary not give up those big plays? We've done pretty good so far with Syracuse, and we are known for (laughs) getting burnt a little bit out there when it comes to being in the secondary. But can Carolina make sure that Hunter does not have a day? That's what I need. I need that to happen. Number two we've got going on here. We have to hurry Phil Yurcevich and don't let him feel like this game is in reach. We cannot, for one second, give Phil an opportunity to feel like he can make a comeback because Lord knows he is good for that. He is second nationally among all quarterbacks with 368 yards passing in the second half. So we've got to make him think, you know, we got a 28-point lead. All he can do is chip away but not quite get there. So I'm looking for Jeremiah Gimmel and Chaz Surratt to disrupt his rhythm all afternoon. Number three, will UNC shake off its practice rest and be ready to play? Will they be as sharp given three weeks off? So we'll keep our eyes you know, on that because they have not played in almost three weeks now. They, it's been a longest streak in 68 years for the Tar Heels. Will they be able to get it done? It'll be a little bit interesting 
but how that practice rhythm shows up on game day. Because we all know after a while you get tired of hitting your brother. You want to just go in for the tackle and make sure, but you got to make sure you protect the guy who's honestly on your team. So I'm sure there's a lot of built up energy and wanting to take that out on Saturday. And I'm looking for the heels to do that. Number four, can UNC get out of its own way? Three turnovers and nine penalties for 91 yards when the Heels played Syracuse. Can Carolina make sure that it tightens up its, you know, turnovers and turnovers for loss? You know, I just, I don't want to see any pick sixes over here. I don't need any more interceptions from Sam Sam Howell. I want to make sure we protect the ball, all ball security, and, and we need to get some plays on that side too. You know, we need to make sure that we're causing fumbles. We're getting pick sixes, weird tackle for losses. We need all of those things. You know, we need to not get penalized for it in our secondary. When I'm talking about Hunter Long, I don't want to see any pass interference called on Saturday. I just don't do it. Okay. Number five, final key observation for Saturday's game. I want UNC to get out early, but I want them to maintain their lead. An opening drive touchdown is cool and all, but then when you get stale, it's kind of like, what the what's the point? I mean, if you're going to have a second quarter where you're just flat as all get out and you have nothing but three and outs, it's going to be annoying. I need y'all to stay on people's heads the entire game. You know, don't let up. Not a little bit of give. Don't give any hope. Don't give Phil <laughs> and Coach Halfley any hope that this game is attainable. So those are the five observations for the week. We will ensure to go over that on Monday. See if we checked off anything on the list. Hopefully, Carolina does exactly what I say, and all things will be good. And we'll keep on this rolling of my ten and zero season that I'm hoping we get out of this. Now, I'll also drop tomorrow, Saturday, for Saturday's game, the playlist top five songs that'll get you up, get you excited and ready to go for game day if you're traveling up to Massachusetts you know nothing but traveling mercies for you if you're staying here in Carolina and you're thinking about tailgating in and you want to get a good workout in before you start your day a little morning jog and then make some breakfast or brunch and then get your night everything nice and set up for game day do that but more importantly if you are going to work out and you know make brunch and all that especially We've all known it's been a long week. You've got to ensure that you've got enough energy. And to do that, I'm going to highly suggest Built Go. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go has helped me break through my wall, especially on my long days at work. It's been such a long week and I'm still trying to get my workouts in. So Built Go has been essential for me. It is the healthy replacement for my energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. It gives me the kick to keep going and finish my day strong. It has B6, B12 vitamins that are perfect to keep that boost of energy that I need. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Make sure you follow, download, subscribe, Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the daily podcast that gives you Tar Heel talk up to 30 minutes a day. I am talking Carolina athletics from start to finish, A to Z. I've got you covered. Bubba Cunningham released a statement to discuss how tickets will be distributed once fans are allowed to return to Keenan Stadium as 3,500 can now come back beginning October 10th versus Virginia Tech. He said, quote, it's been a pleasure to watch our fall sports return to competition over the last few weeks. We've celebrated wins and rankings, but we have sincerely missed having you, our dedicated fans in our stadiums, cheering us on, end quote. 
Our first priority is going to be to the parents and families of football student athletes. So Bubba Cunningham is allowing for up to 500 tickets to be allotted to those families per game. And who else gets some tickets? I'll tell you, uh, they are going to have 1,000 tickets for students. More than 25% of the total allotment will be assigned to them and going to be in a lottery. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that student ticket thing in just a second. There are going to be up to 300 tickets offered to each visiting team intended for the student athletes and their families. Several hundred will be given to contracted sponsors and partners. And approximately 1,300 will be available for sale to our loyal Rams club. Members, So if you've been paying Buku money for a Rams club for many years, get ready to go back to Keenan. Now let's talk about these student tickets for a second. I'm still trying to figure out how you allow students to come to games, but not to attend class. I think that's so asinine to me. It's just, it's beyond, it's so ass backwards. I do not get it. I'm truly, I mean, I get it because I'm smart enough to understand how the game works and all that good stuff, but just why do you not, let's expose it for what it is, you know, but uh, it's worth mentioning for the thousandth time that sports are seen in a different light than academia. And it's time that we reward athletes for it, right? So if you can sit here and say, yes, attend a basketball game or football game, but you can't tell someone to go to a lecture hall, what's the problem? here right because we know that sports and especially revenue sports are literally keeping the university afloat in a lot of ways so why not compensate your workers for it if you're going to treat these guys and girls differently you you should actually pay them (laughs) for their time and services I don't know just me I'm not gonna you know get on that high horse today but I think it's absolutely crazy that we are still not paying these guys and girls for their time and you're going to allow them to have their families attend games, have everyone come back, like everything's normal. Yet and still, you can't go to class. So what if people don't aspire to play sports or don't want to watch sports? Why can't they, you know, come to a science fair or the National Science Convention at Chapel Hill or go to Memorial um, Hall, all that good stuff? Why can't they do that? Why can't you? Why can't they have events on campus? Why do they have to move everything virtual? There ain't no virtual football going on, so... <sighs> and that's an aside, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get off the, ho- I'm off the horse, I'm off the horse, but pay attention to things like that. So when they have conversations and you're just wondering why people are up in arms and upset about it is because it's pretty, pretty blatant obvious that sports rules a lot of this university world and that athletes are doing it for damn near nothing in my opinion, but that's an aside. So that is how tickets will be distributed for Keenan come October 10th versus Virginia Tech, which will be nice. And it'll be high time we get some fans. It's awkward when you just play with cutouts. It was basically a glorified practice. So good on Carolina for making, or it's the state of North Carolina really, for making good on that promise. Now, I have to discuss Danny Green and these <laughs> Lakers, more importantly, that Miami Heat team. We're going to send up some thoughts and prayer. A lot of thoughts and prayers are going on today. Find out why next on Locked on Tar Heels. Locked on Tar Heels podcast is one of those podcasts that if you don't leave five stars, you're doing yourself a serious disservice. And there's one thing I had to mention as we wrap up today's show. Carolina is going to be decked out wearing white britches, white jerseys, and the classic Carolina blue helmets on Saturday's game. I think that Carolina has had time and ready for, you know, some all white because they're just too cold with it. And I don't know if you guys heard yesterday's episode with locked, not locked on host, but with UNC media um, personnel, Mike Jones, 
who? My, yeah, Mike Jones. That one. Not Well, not that one, but you know what I'm trying to say. Mike Jones came on the show to talk to us about the culture of Carolina and how things are shifting and everything's a lot more snazzy. And he says he credited a lot of that to Mac Brown. One of the stories he mentioned um, to me personally when we were offline was talking about how Mac Brown, you know, really was someone who has just changed the whole idea of personal branding. And he remembers you. He said he remembered my name, has remembered my name since meeting me one time and always knows me as Mike. And I think that just speaks volumes to who Mac Brown is, making sure everyone from top to bottom feels important. And I think that carries over to these guys. Mac Brown is a brand in and of himself is what Mike said. And I think, you know, it's critical for these guys to think that they are a brand because one of these days, like I said, people are going to recognize that sports are a big deal <laughs> and they are going to reward these college athletes for it. They are going to give them what they are due and they are going to let at least the name, image and likeness. And so you got to stay fresh and you got to stay on point and up to par with what the trends are. So all whites in a blue helmet is what Carolina will rock on Saturday. Now, final thoughts for this last segment. Danny Green, got to talk about my guy. He played on Monday. No, it was Tuesday he played against the Miami Heat. It was quite the game. Whew, game one. Did anybody watch game one of the NBA Finals? It was it was not fun. I went to sleep at like the end of the third. And, of course, Miami made a barely, barely bit of a comeback with like a 13 point within 13 and within, within eight. And, you know, we all thought, Ooh, maybe, but I mean, it was all Lakers the entire, it was, ugh, that was rough. <laughs> like we thought, okay, of course it was going to be, you know, obviously lopsided, but not like that. At this point, I'm starting to believe that maybe um, the Celtics were a better team to come out and play them only because it would have been a more interesting matchup. What do I know? But, you know, that's just me being my fake basketball analyst over here. However, Dana Green and the Lakers play tonight at 9 for Game 2 of the NBA Finals. After having a thumping, can they do it again? We all know that the Heat are a little bit banged up. Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic are listed as doubtful. Bam has a neck in neck strain, which we all know we don't play about. I mean, I, I cry with a crick in my neck, let alone a neck strain. Goran Dragic has, you know, plantar fishing. Basically, he, he hurt his foot. Now, okay, I'm not even going to sit here and try to fake like I know the proper term. He hurt his foot. And you all know, walking on that foot when you know, try to run on foot, child, that's going to be too much. That pretty much leaves Miami at an astronomical disadvantage. Plan A through Z is what Coach Eric Spolster talked about. You got to be ready and just try to adjust the guys and do what you can. I mean, hell, Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard and uh, Tyler here can only do but so much. I mean, you're thinking it's a Duke squad over here with how many white boy shooters they got. Okay. The Lakers will continue to dominate these boards, especially if Bam doesn't play. The role players on any other team, like I'm, I'm thinking that Miami is glorified role players. Like on any other team, they would be dominant role players. You know, they would be great additions coming off anybody's bench. But when you think about who they have to go up against right now, we're talking about generational talent who there's never going to be anybody but that person. It's hard to even think that they have a chance. Like, for real. Like, this is not even funny, right? Like, they have no chance. And I'm not, like, you know, I, I always love a good game and what have you. But if it was Danny Green leading the squad, maybe. And no team, no shade to Danny, but, like, 
Anthony Davis and LeBron James are not. I don't care how many titles Danny has won and some of these guys on the bench. It ain't LeBron James and AD, period. Like, it's just, that's just not how it is. Jimmy Butler is the quote-unquote star, but in my opinion, he's a solid role player. He could be a Danny Green type person to me. Like, he, that's where I see them at both levels. Like, they're not people that I run out and go see, but however, I do think that, you know, they're great players in their own right, but when it comes to this matchup, it's just, it, I don't think it'll be fun to get swept. Maybe somebody will take a night off and do a gentleman sweep, you know, just to keep it interesting for ratings. I'm sure the Illuminati will have their way. We all, we all know how the Illuminati operates. We know full well that, I mean, I, I, okay, let me, let me, let me not say how everybody, because I, I don't want to put that on everybody. I believe in the Illuminati. I believe that somebody paying somebody to make sure that these TV <laughs> ratings go up and this TV money pulls through. So I believe that at the end of the day, somebody making sure the refs or whoever, Adam Silver's on the phone, make sure we see these Lakers in heat for as long as possible. But hopefully the heat can make it happen, you know, or else I'm going to be bored once again and probably going to go to my room and watch Netflix. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but Netflix got some major shows for me, at least my childhood. Girlfriends, The Parkers, all that good stuff I've been watching. So I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for that. I said eyes peeled. I'm so sorry, y'all. Y'all know how I'm trying to work on that. So. That's that on that. But overall, it's been a great week as we recap. We talked about Carolina football and getting finally getting the game again and going up against Boston College on Saturday and how exciting that will be. You'll see Coach Halfley and his former Ohio State energy trying to make way in Massachusetts. He's going to try and go up 3-0. and He's one of the only seven coaches in Boston College history to ever start out 3-0 and I think everyone is just really raving about him up there and we know the small connection between Coach Bateman how he used to coach him at Siena College and all that connection so many connections in football there's that but more importantly we're gonna see Phil Longo who's talked about you know having a similar offense and scheme about Texas State and you know, if Boston College wants to emulate or think that they can try and stand up against anybody, they're going to have to, you know, use those same skill sets and open up their playbook a bit like they did with Texas State because we all know that that was a close win for them. More importantly, Coach Matt, Ma- mm, that one, yep, that one. Coach Mac Brown talked about the need to just start over, hit the reset button. Let's not pretend that this is anything but trying to make sure that the guys stay focused and they don't lose sight of them. There's still games to play. Like as much as 2020 season is a wild roller coaster, when you do get the opportunity, you prepare and you go for it. And so I think like everyone, we should just have full steam ahead and not worry about what is or what isn't. And as much as we, at least they knew for the Charlotte game, there were a lot, there was plenty of time to just know and take in that there wasn't a game. We all know now with all these games going on, you could not play come Saturday morning, right? You could have a whole non-game Saturday morning because guys, you know, tested positive when they took that final test of the week. So this just you always got to plan for the what is. And like he said, it truly is what it is. So that's what we had during the week. Um, mm, man, I am tongue tied today. That's just how this day is going for me. But we, like I said, we keep it family here on this Locked on Tar Heels podcast show. We had a great interview from Mike Jones that I talked about. And, you know, make sure you catch up on everything. We have reached great levels with the show and we're trying to keep growing. If you have 
suggestions of who you want to hear from, make sure you reach out to me at Candace D. Cooper or on Locked On Pot, Locked On Heels on Twitter. Let's talk about it. Let me know who you would love to hear from past players, current players, staff, anybody. Like, I think it would just be great to be able to keep growing this podcast and ensuring that we get some great content for you guys. So that's all I have for today. Again, I know it's been a wild, wild past 24 hours, but I hope everyone is safe, smart. Don't say anything I wouldn't say. You know, keep it clean because you need your jobs. Make sure you ensure that you get your check. Don't say anything. Don't like anything on Twitter that could almost get you out up out the paint. So, you know, be smart about how you operate this weekend. Wear your mask. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.